The most important possession you will ever have in life is something you have done nothing to earn. From the moment you were born, simply by being alive, you were given this gift. It's the most important currency you will ever steward and the most valuable bequest you will leave behind when you die. When a baby first opens their eyes to the light, they see it. And when a family gathers to grieve and remember a loved one who has died, this is what they will recall the most. It is the most important possession in your life, and it is your greatest responsibility. It's your relationships with others. It's your relationships with your loved ones and your friends, with your enemies and total strangers. Your relationships, more than your trophies or your wealth, or your degrees, titles, or portfolios, are the most important aspects of your life. And so, on this next-to-last week of our journey through the 12 Steps with Jesus, we come to a watershed moment that we knew was coming and perhaps hoped to put off. After making peace with God through Steps 1 to 3 and peace with ourselves through Steps 4 to 7, it is time to do the hard and critical work of making peace with others, starting with Steps 8 and 9. Step eight says, I have made a list of all persons I have harmed and am willing to make amends with them all. Step nine says, I've made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Few books in the Bible are more dedicated to the task of making amends with others than the book of Ephesians. Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus may as well have been called the Epistle of Steps 8 and 9 because it is filled with reasons why we should be reconciled to one another. And it gives us practical, achievable steps toward making things right with others. Speak the truth. Don't let your anger fester. Be honest and generous. Watch your language and use your words to build up, not tear down. Remove your bitterness and malice. Be kind and tenderhearted. But most of all, Paul saves the most important one for last, practice forgiveness. Forgive those who have harmed you. I mean, Jesus said this so many times throughout his teachings in the Gospels. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgiving others is hard and necessary work. But there's more Steps eight and nine are not about giving forgiveness. They are about asking for forgiveness. We're called to apologize to the people that we've harmed. And that can feel so much harder to do, can it? I'm not sure who first coined the phrase, love means never having to say you're sorry. But let's just agree that that's one of the worst cliches ever written I mean, we live in a society that looks for ways to apologize without really apologizing. To say I'm sorry without expressing true remorse. Years ago, Adam Hamilton, pastor of Church of the Resurrection in Kansas City, wrote the following words in an email to his congregation. Quote, One of the challenges is that we don't always apologize well. We become defensive or we offer lousy apologies that seem inauthentic, self-serving, and cheap. We've all given them. For example, I'm sorry you felt hurt by what I did. 
I'm sorry you are so sensitive. I'm sorry if you felt I did something wrong. I'm sorry if something I may have done hurt you. Or, I'm sorry you're such a jerk. That last one feels so true and so tempting to say sometimes. Now, like many Gen Xers, I grew up watching the sitcom Happy Days. Maybe you did too. In 1980, there was an episode titled Hello, Roger, in which the Fonz met a new character named Roger Phillips, nephew of the Cunninghams, who had just moved to town. And after a series of mishaps and misunderstandings put Roger and Fonzie at odds, Marion Cunningham tried to negotiate a peace between the two of them in her living room and insisted that they apologize to each other. Marion said, now, Arthur, you go first. And Fonzie said, all right, look, I went a little nutso, all right? So the whole thing was my and I'm really all right? Marion looked chagrined. All right, now, Roger, it's your turn. And Roger said, same here. I know, it can be very hard to say you're sorry. But when it comes to our relationships, which are the most important possessions we will ever have in life, the greatest way to preserve and strengthen and care for these relationships is to be willing to say you're sorry when you have caused harm to that other person. In March 2014, the British news agency, The Guardian, published a guest column by the late great Archbishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa with the compelling title, The Three Hardest Words to Say. This is what he said. There are times when all of us have been thoughtless, selfish, or cruel, but no act is unforgivable. No person is beyond redemption. Yet it is not easy to admit one's wrongdoing and ask for forgiveness. He said, I am sorry, are perhaps the three hardest words to say. We can come up with all manner of justifications to excuse what we have done when we are willing to let down our defenses and look honestly at our actions, we find there is a great freedom in asking for forgiveness and great strength in admitting the wrong. It is how we free ourselves from our past errors. It is how we are able to move forward into the future, unfettered by the mistakes we have made. This is why steps eight and nine are so important. Taking them can open up a wide new gateway toward freedom and strength and can help move us forward without letting our past mistakes hold us back. They call us to make a list of the persons we have harmed and then to make direct amends with them whenever possible, except when doing so would cause harm to them or others. Now, saying you're sorry is not easy, but it is possible by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. And here are some practical tips that you might find helpful. Roy Lewicki is a professor emeritus of management and human resources at Ohio State University's Fisher College of Business. And he offered some key principles to include to make a full and earnest apology to someone. Now I've adapted his principles into four components, regret, responsibility, repentance, repair. First, expressing regret 
means saying you are sorry in the plainest, clearest terms. Not saying, I'm sorry that you were offended, or I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, and certainly not, I'm sorry you're such a jerk. It means saying in no uncertain terms, I am sorry, period. But it's important to not stop there. Another part of the message is to take responsibility. It is to state clearly and plainly what actions you did that caused such harm. It is to accept responsibility for the part that you played in the damage to the relationship. The third essential part of your message is repentance, which in the Bible means to turn around, to go in the opposite direction. The best apology not only says sorry in clear terms and takes responsibility for the actions that have caused harm, but it names just how you are going to live differently now so that you won't do it again. And then there's repair. It's the action you will now take to make things right in a tangible, visible way to the best of your ability. Regret, responsibility, repentance, repair. It's a comprehensive way to say you're sorry and mean it and to make amends with the people that you've harmed. I know this is really hard work. It's not easy. And I know this from my own experience. Nine years ago, my marriage of 16 years was in crisis. My ex-wife and I had begun what would be a long, painful process of separation and divorce. My heart and mind were in a very raw state for months. And one night, my thoughts and feelings hit a breaking point of sadness and confusion and anger and grief all at once. My daughters were living with me. They were only 12 and 10 at the time. I talked to them in the living room that night out of the pain and anger that I was feeling, and I remember saying things to them that I shouldn't have about why the marriage had fallen apart with the intention of getting the girls to see things my way. I see now that it was such a terrible thing to do, to try to turn the girls against their mother, to make them into pawns in a battle that they did not deserve to be in. I took them to school the next morning later had lunch with a friend. I poured my heart into him and he listened and in his own gentle, clear way, he talked me through what I'd done. In retrospect, he walked me through a kind of 12-step spiritual process. He helped me name how powerless I felt. He helped me name and share my resentments and fears. And, and when I told him what I had said to the girls the night before, he told me the truth. Yeah, McGray, you shouldn't have said that. It was a step eight and nine kind of moment, and I knew then what I had to do. That afternoon, I picked up the girls from school, and as we were sitting in the car together, I turned to them and I said, girls, there's something I need to say. I am sorry. I said things last night that I shouldn't have said. I don't ever want to get in the way of your relationship with your mother. It's not fair to you. I am sorry, and I promise you, I will never say anything like that to you again. They were silent. I was quiet. Finally broke the silence by saying, you want to go get some ice cream? I've tried my best to keep that promise with the girls ever since. And their mother and I have been on our own journey towards civility and respect in our relationship especially when it comes to Grace and Maddie. 
It's not the only time I've ever had to say I'm sorry to someone. I've had to apologize to people lots of times, and it feels especially hard for a parent to apologize to their children. But Desmond Tutu and the Apostle Paul were right. There is freedom to be found in seeking forgiveness. I am sorry are indeed the hardest words to say, but they can be the most profound because your relationships with others are the most important possessions in your life and they are your greatest responsibility. Let us pray. God, thank you for forgiveness, for the forgiveness you grant for our sins through the work of Jesus. And we thank you for the capacity to forgive others. But today, we thank you for the strength to ask forgiveness of others, to acknowledge the harm that we've done, and to do the hard, slow work of rebuilding those relationships. Empower us with strength and courage to do this work that we might move one step closer toward resurrection and new life. In Jesus' name, amen.